welcome to Gab and Jam, episode 132. Our topic today um, is, the topic is getting rid of urban music category, now what? So this is in response to the Insider.com article by Kaylee Algram, and uh, her whole, the whole t- um Article is about the music industry is finally getting rid of the term urban to categorize black music, but it's not enough, is her big point. Um, In her post, she discusses the idea that Republic Records, followed by the Grammy soon after, call themselves getting rid of labels that simply group all black artists, but don't reflect the actual genre that the artists are representing. They give the example is Frank Ocean winning 2013 Grammy in the best urban contemporary category for his Channel Orange album, which... Um, no one considered uh, contemporary R&B or whatever it was that they were right. looking at. Got and there were other things like Beyonce not winning record of the year, but then she won like urban something in what was it, 2017. So right. so just that type of thing where black artists don't seem to do uh, to win album of the year, record of the year, but they do, they all seem to be lumped under these categories. So the question is, if getting rid of the category, is that the solution? Right. So um, it's it's one of these type of things where, uh, and I, I think Tyler, the creator, kind of brought this up too. Because Tyler, the creator, you know, his album, Igor, is not what they would say, uh, you know, a typical mm-hmm. uh, rap record. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not necessarily a typical hip-hop record. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of just begs the question that if Tyler, the creator were a white artist, mm-hmm. where would that record be categorized? Right. How would they categorize right. that record? And, it, you know, the same token is if Post Malone right. were a black artist, right. you know, A, you know, would there be a spot for him? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, then B, how would you categorize his work? Right. You know, because it has these hip-hop sensibilities to mm-hmm. it, but it's not just that. Right. It's a whole panoply of a whole bunch of different things. And to me, there are a bunch of tweener our artists out there, from Anderson Park to, yeah. you know, Childish Gambino, mm-hmm. that kind of bring in elements of rap, hip-hop, mm-hmm. and, and, and pop, and mm-hmm. just all kinds of things. And so, I think what Tyler's argument was is that, hey, these artists get ghettoized mm-hmm. under that category mm-hmm. of quote-unquote urban. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I, I think the question becomes, so if you get rid of urban, right. what is going to happen to these artists? Right, if you, you know? get rid of that classification, does that mean that either you just replace it with another moniker that just really is the new keyword for putting all the artists there, right. or do you, or do those artists not have a place at the label? If right. you can't, if you can't, if you can't call them pop, just throw them in the urban. You feel like you can't call them pop. So now, if you do have an artist who's black who sounds like Post Malone, mm-hmm. you say, well, that's not really an audience for you, right? You know, is that kind of where you have to go? Where, you know, because now you're not quite sure how I market this particular artist. Right. You know, because you don't think maybe a black audience will necessarily get them. And maybe you feel like they're too black for a white audience. I mean, I don't know as far as the labels go anymore if if that's the way they think anymore. I yeah, mean, I, it was, it's hard for me to say it that. It was weird for Gary Clark Jr. I was just looking at, over um, some of his things. And it says that he was up for the blues, a couple of blues awards. But he actually won a rock performance award for this land. And I'm saying that that is more adequately 
to me, rock actually more adequately categorizes that song. Right. Than, than, than say blues. Than blues. Uh, but I think it's sort of like he started off, you know, in the blues category. Yeah. You know, like his first album was probably closer to blues. But again, it's it, it's hard to say because, you know, I, I, I don't know if Gary Clark Jr. is any more of a blues guitar player than Jimi Hendrix was. Mm -hmm. I mean, right, I, I, right, you know, I mean, right. Jimi Hendrix was definitely a blues guitar yeah. player. But, I mean, he was a rock right. player too. And so, I, you know, so if Jimi Hendrix is rock, then why isn't Gary Clark Jr. rock? Right. Yeah, you know, that's, I guess that's also what that. Fantastic Negrito. I was surprised right. when when you originally told me that he was a, in the blues category. And I'm not saying that he doesn't do some bluesy things. Yeah. But more of the new stuff. And, I mean, I guess is there room for them to grow into different categories? I mean, is there that flexibility? Right. Because the newer stuff, I don't hear the blues as much. I hear it as, like, a thin line throughout right. the work versus... Yeah. This sounds like a blues record. And, and again, and, and that goes back to, I think, Tyler Creator's point, is that does this ghettoization happen more with black artists than mm -hmm. it does with white artists? I mean, so for instance, if, you know, Bob Dylan does blues songs, does he lose his category, you know, right. you all of a sudden make it where I don't know what to do with Bob Dylan's record? I mean, or, you know, Bruce, Bruce Springsteen or any other and, and artist. This article mentioned that Herbie Hancock was one of the few who won what well, record of the year in two thousand eight, but right. it's because he did a covers album of somebody else's work. So right. it wasn't for his own work. And it's like it's just really but, mind blowing. But in a way it's sort of like it may have been for that uh possibilities record mm -hmm. that he did, you know. So where he had a host of different artists on there mm -hmm. kinda exploring different mm -hmm. you know, avenues. And for, for the Grammys, that kind of thing, this president was already set with that, mm -hmm. with Santana mm -hmm. and Supernatural, right, you know, yeah. kind of doing that. And I think Cyril Curl did it too, but mm. it didn't necessarily work out for Cheryl okay. when, it, when she did it, you know. But but yeah, that, that kind of thing kind of happening, uh, you know, you, we tend to accept that, mm -hmm. but I, I just wonder, like, with these younger artists, uh, especially younger artists who who have those hip-hop elements, mm -hmm. you know, as, you know, a central component of mm -hmm. their sound. You know, the black ones especially, does it become kind of difficult to say, okay, um, you know, we're going to look at this as a pop artist mm -hmm. and not necessarily as a hip-hop slash black artist. And, and maybe there's this thing, too, because for the longest, and I'm not sure if this is something that's the same within the industry, but... At one time, it used to be you had to make it with the black audience first. Right. And then you could cross over. Right. So, you know, like Prince kind of yeah. started off the same way. You right. Know, it's like you started off, you know, more heavy R&B type mm -hmm. stuff. And I think he had like a second album. He had his I Want to Be a Lover as his first kind of R&B hit. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Dirty Mind Drops. And that kind of sets the stage for Prince going elsewhere. Mm -hmm, right. But, you know, even with Alvin, you know, if you think about controversy that came after that, you know, it was, it still had Doomy Baby on it, mm -hmm. which was a definitely an R&B favorite and, mm -hmm. and less work. And so, you know, that... So he still was categorized as an R&B? He was still categorized okay. as an R&B artist. artist. And, he, you know, he was kind of categorized that way, I would say, up until at least 1999. Okay. You know, where he had 
the crossover hits, you know, yeah. 1999 and Little Red Corvette yeah. and MTV. Yeah. And so that kind of begs my question again is that are the labels just have a, do they just have a, an old way of thinking? Because you would think now that artists have YouTube. Right. And other, right. you know, um, social media platforms in order to get out there with their videos. Mm -hmm. And so that serves the same purpose that MTV served right. a long time ago. Right. But you have no gatekeepers. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so so maybe it's just the labels not catching up okay. to where the audience mm -hmm. where the market really, is. Yeah, yeah, where they actually are. You okay. know, that, that they are assuming that white audiences mm. won't accept mm -hmm. A, B, C, D, F, G right. from a black artist. Right. And maybe the white audience out there say, I don't give a damn. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I like it. I like it. Right. You know yeah. I mean? I'm, I'm so used to seeing black folks doing blah, 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 right. whatever else. Yeah. I'm not thinking about that. Right. Just give me the music. Right. I like it. I like yeah. it. You know, and so, I yeah. mean, that, that that's definitely a possibility that that's out there because it, it hasn't stopped rap. No. You know, I mean, rap <laughs> has, has made its bread and butter Ooh, off of white people. All right. You know, so. and liberal and conservative alike, right. which is so, so amazing. Right. So, so I mean, it, it's kind of hard to say that it's it, it there is this racial component mm -hmm. uh, to to this aspect. You know, meaning that it's coming from the audience. Right. Now, maybe it's coming from the labels. Mm -hmm. you know, maybe it's coming from the labels, X. Maybe it's coming from the way that they think. Maybe it's coming from their marketing teams. Maybe it's coming from those people. Mm -hmm. But it's hard to say that, that it's audience, coming from yeah. the public at large. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's the same thing. MTV started playing Prince and Michael Jackson and people ate it up. Oh, yeah. So who knows? Yeah. Maybe had they actually played Rick James, right. they ate him up too. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. so, I mean, yeah. again, I, it's just one of those type of things where you just hope the fact that they, you know, by getting rid of the label, that they don't get rid of the possibilities, uh, the possibilities and that and, they actually listen to the music and try to figure out yes, based on the yes. actual content and not just the color yeah. Yeah, it, right it, 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 have you changed that mindset right you know i understand yeah. that you're, you're doing this great thing of saying okay i'm getting rid of the label right but has the mindset that right. created the label that started to ghettoize artists has that changed it yeah. seems like the public's mindset has changed right the question is has the label's mindset changed mm -hmm. you know and, and can they tap into that mm -hmm. and just allow you know black artists to be artists and right. I, to me this reminds me of the discussion we had a while back about black history month yeah it's like right you know i mean at the inset you know uh, black history month it was necessary yeah. we need to have that but, you know, once there's been a movement right. to subsume that within American right. history. Because and it's right. American history. It is. And you're talking about blacks in American America, history. Right. You know, 12 months out of the year, 365 yeah. days a year, along with everybody, everybody else, else who's a part of it. Then, you know, we can let it go. Right. You know, I'm right. fine with that. Yeah, yeah let it go yeah. after that. But, you know, you have to know that the attitude has actually changed. Right. You know, right. that created Black History Month in the first place. Right. Yeah. And so that's the same thing. So the the attitude that led to you ghettoizing yeah. these black artists, mm -hmm. has that changed? Right. Before you just say, oh, we got rid of the label, though. Right. You know, I mean, because a lot of times... Get the press release ready. Sorry about y'all liberals. Y'all have a tendency to do that. Yeah. You go get rid of the label and you think you're nothing. You're nothing. Right. So you got to change the attitude yeah. that created 
Because the label is nothing wrong with it. Right. Urban only is uh, only refers to city. Right. Just like rural standing alone. Right. You know, it, there's nothing wrong with that right. word. And then right. it, it's not a bad word. No. It's not anything like that. Right. So city, you know, that's what it means. Okay. <laughs> so cosmopolitan, whatever you have, right. where you want to look at right. it. That's it. It's the attitude that you brought and attached to the word. Yes. You know, and, and the feelings and all the rest of that, that was attached to the word. That's what made it feel like right. the N-word to the artists right. who were labeled that. Well, and especially if it's something, and I, I, mean, I, I mean, I'm not saying that he was under this category, but if you would throw a Lenny Kravitz or, or any other black artist coming through that's doing what he's doing. Right. I mean, Lenny Kravitz has risen above because he's a legend now, but I'm saying somebody who's coming along who's brand new. If you would throw them under the urban category, then again, that seems like a dumping ground. Well, see, what starts to happen, though, is because you have this idea of what an urban artist should kind of sound like, mm -hmm. is that I think there may have been other Lenny Kravitz that's out there mm -hmm. who just never got a shot. Yeah. Just simply because they were kind of like, yeah, but Lenny's kind of different, you know? <laughs> right. I mean, so, and just normally, yeah, right. like artists, you just can't do that kind right. of thing, right? Mm -hmm. So, so then you just have these you know, Lenny Kravitz, Living Color, mm -hmm. these couple of black artists right. who kind of come up that do this, you know, John Butcher axes. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, King's Axe yeah. led by mm -hmm. that Seven Dust. You know, yeah. you start seeing them, um, you know, here and there that there's a uh, uh, fever 333 that's another one that's out there so so again i mean you know you have them out there but right. it's sort of like uh, they're not quite to where they should have been like like a fishbone mm -hmm. never quite got to where our bad brains you know mm -hmm. 24 7 spies these groups never got to maybe where they should have been mm -hmm. and how much of that was due to the labels, right. you know, not being forward thinking enough right. to understand that, you know, hey, if you give these guys a chance, yeah. you know, the audience may have to warm up to it, yeah. but you know, I guarantee you that, you know, had Prince opened up for the Rolling Stones mm -hmm. after Purple Rain, yeah. he wouldn't have got booed like he got <laughs> booed. <laughs> <laughs> when he opened them up for Dirty Mind, dirty mind right? to yeah. him, right? Mm -hmm. Wouldn't have happened like that. No. With yeah. a whole different kind of thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, again, because after a while, things change. Yeah, right. You yeah, know, it warmed up to him. Yeah. What do you think? What strategies can the music industry, or I guess major labels use, or independent labels, use to exhibit true equity of art? We would love to hear uh, your thoughts on that. Other than that, what's coming up? So we got the funk album coming up. We got the funk album yeah. coming so up. So there are a lot of different things that are going to be tied along with that. Yes. So, yeah, so, so make sure you subscribe. If you dig the vibe, be sure to subscribe. We're wishing you love, peace, and chicken grease. Mm -hmm.